The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. And hello again, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. My name is Steve Cashel. I'm radio host of the Chicago Bulls. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and co-team physician of the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon for Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush. University Medical Center. As always, we're going to talk about a number of sports injury-related topics. We also have our website. Please visit sportsmedicineweekly.com. We're back to get a... That's one way to end up on injured reserve. So is falling off a ladder, lifting something heavy. Ow! That's not good. Or having an accident at work. Uh-oh. Athletico helps all kinds of people come back from injured reserve. Schedule a free injury screening at athletico.com and find out how physical therapy can decrease pain and discomfort, increase strength and mobility, and help you get back to doing the things you love to do. Athletico Physical Therapy. Better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Thanks so much for being with us. And this year we have syndicated the show podcast on a variety of platforms, including YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and many others. In addition, we have new apps for iOS and Android, plus a new segment-specific podcast player on the website, all available from the top menu tabs at our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Time to talk a little bit about the NBA offseason. We have, of course, Dr. Brian Cole, the head team physician with the Chicago Bulls. And, uh, Doc, um, even though a position like mine as a broadcaster with the Bulls really stops and you do a couple of appearances, but really I won't kick it in again until they start media day and the training camp in October. For you guys, you slow down a little bit, but for the gentleman next to me, we're about to introduce Jeff Tanaka, the head athletic trainer for the Bulls. It never stops, right? Yeah, I mean, offseason a little bit of an oxymoron. I mean, for me, there's no question. There's no games covered. Uh, there's a lot less to do, but there's guys filtering in and out, and we still talk and speak on a pretty regular basis. But it's 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 probably 25 percent of what goes on during the season. But as you as you've alluded to, for them, it's still pretty much a full time job. Yeah, Jeff Tanaka is with us, and Jeff, thanks so much for being with us. Head athletic trainer for the Chicago Bulls. How many years now, Jeff? Uh, this season coming up will be my fourth as a head athletic trainer. I spent six previous seasons as the assistant athletic trainer here. That's right, for Fred Tedeschi, right? The one and only. Yeah. It's been 10, 10 years. I got it. Yeah, I moved out Gosh. here in 2008. It's crazy. Yeah, because you were with uh, the San Francisco 49ers, right, and for yeah. 10 seasons? Yep, 10 years before that. I well, and the L.A. Raiders back in 1994. So long ago, they were still in Los Angeles. Yeah, amazing stuff. That's great. Well, Jeff, uh, you do a great job with the Chicago Bulls, so people want to know um, what goes on during the Bulls off season. What are you guys doing? Well, we are working on a couple different levels. Um, basically, I'll once the season ends, we try to, we've done our assessments of the players, and it's a long, grueling season. So we'll have them all shut it down, basically, for at least two or three weeks. Okay. Just recover mentally, physically. But uh, our guys came back, and we picked it back up uh, the Tuesday after Memorial Day. So we've got about eight or nine guys in, uh, five days a week, and uh, you know, starting our strength conditioning program, our off-season program. Do they play a lot of basketball, Jeff? I mean, on the quarters, it mostly a strength conditioning program. Right now, the, the emphasis is all strength, strength building. You know, during the season, it's really hard to get strength gains just because of the nature of the schedule. Uh, you're mainly just trying to maintain and, 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 and stay healthy. So the offseason is where we really try to make gains in strength. Uh, just, just so the, for, the, for the listeners, are most, most of the guys who are on the team that are here this summer, we don't have a lot of veterans here over the summer. Is that fair to say that they're mostly the younger guys? Mostly, yeah, mostly the younger guys. Yeah. 
Okay. And Dr. Cole, take us back to what Jeff was saying, because sometimes there's surgery that you do on these players. Um, hopefully we're pretty healthy coming out of the Bulls uh, playoffs uh, against the Celtics. And um, that's kind of where you leave it off, right, to see if there's any necessary surgeries yeah, or uh, medical treatments it's, necessary? It's, yeah, it's really interesting. In, in the NBA, there's often a frenzy at the end of things that go on because a lot of the guys are actually playing with injuries that are safe to play, but they're it's painful and they're a little impaired, but they're, they can get through the end of the season. So in, 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 in my case, I'll tell you, you know, we've been very fortunate. We had a great year last year uh, for, with the health of the players. Absolutely. And, um, but I'm seeing, you know, I tend to see uh, guys from other organizations and so forth where there's a lot of crosstalk between uh, some of the specialists. And there's a lot of cleanup going on right now in terms of guys who in the first two months are getting surgeries or just opinions to get things you know, managed appropriately, and it's not always surgery, but a lot of things have to happen as free agency comes up and everything else that you just want to kind of clean up. So I've been, as, I've probably been busier with that than I have been with anything on our own team, just because of what what's been left over from the season. As as Jeff pointed out, it is a grueling season. It's a, it's a, when you really look at the, the the timeline, the number of minutes, the back to back games, their schedule, and then then when you get into the finals, it's 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 absolutely brutal. Absolutely, a lot of games. Uh, Jeff Tanaka is our guest, head athletic trainer with the Chicago Bulls. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Cole, of course, the head team physician with the Bulls. And Jeff, so you told us the Bulls players, a uh, number of the young guys are in working on a strength and conditioning program. Uh, but that does, that's not where it stops, right? I mean, you also have a draft, NBA draft coming up, and you've got guys in almost every week, right? Yeah, uh, draft is just a couple weeks away, and we've been doing our due diligence on that. Uh, in mid-May, They the NBA invites... 60 to 70 top players out to the NBA Combine, which happens to be here in Chicago, which is great for us. Right. Um, they come in and do some on-court testing. They do some games, uh, skill work. All the scouts, all the coaches, general managers are there. And then at the end of the week, they will do uh, their medical exams with us. And that's just another aspect of information gathering so that we can, you know, bring that back to the teams. And try to. what we're trying to do is basically just – Help our teams make informed decisions when when they're looking at selecting players. Do you bring any of those players back that were in the combine, or these other guys you might bring in that maybe missed the combine? Uh, uh, right now, we're bringing in guys that both th- that were not invited to the combine that we want to take a closer look at, as well as guys that were there that we want to you know find out a little bit more about them, how they interact with other players, interact with us, and uh, you know there's some interviews and things like that. that what other well. testing, physical testing, they go through, Jeff? Uh, when we have them in, we do all of our anthropometrics, which is measuring the height, the weight, the the reach, um, those types of things. And then we'll do our medical uh, checks with range of motion measurements, uh, movement screens, and then the strength coaches will take them through a series of athletic testing, uh, change of direction, uh, linear speed, uh, jump testing, as not just what's the vertical jump, but actual ground reaction. How quickly can they land and then pop back up? And all these things go into an algorithm. To kind of, we have a database that's been collected over decades, going back a couple of strength coaches. Wow, Jeff. You know, one of the things that isn't talked about much, but in, in, and it's not really uh, very. Uh, maybe it's not very objective or tangible. But what are some of the other things that go on? You know, that that I, I, I guess um, the discussions that are not medical, not training, maybe along the lines of you know the background of players and the psychology and things of that nature. I mean, maybe just whatever you're able to share in that regard, how that sort of gets vetted, because there's a lot more to the story than just the athleticism of a player and some of the objective testing that, that we have to do. Right, and our, our scouts have been following most of these players for even, even you know, they're 19, some of them are 19, 20 years old. They've been, our scouts have been following them since they were in their teens and going to these early AAU camps and, and high school all-star games and things like that. So they've been talking to their coaches and, and folks at their universities and AAU teams and, 
there's a lot of family history, family background, a lot of lot of uh, investigation going on just to find out more about these guys. Absolutely. You know, Dr. Cole, growing up, uh, I watched the NBA draft as a Bulls fan. None of this happened, right? I mean, you know, no. back in the 60s, the 70s, even the 80s, they, they didn't bring guys in, did they? They had no opportunity to. Guys, I mean, these teams didn't really have their own training centers, did they? Yeah, it was the, the staff was far more limited. The resources were far more limited. You know, I think that the real interesting thing is we have so much amazing technology now, and I think we probably have more data than we do uh, response to that data at this point because the technology and and the the objective testing and so forth has probably exceeded our ability to even use all of this stuff. But every year it gets better and better as we sort of try to turn this into what we you know the equivalent of what we call evidence based medicine. It's like evidence based basketball, and that's one of the things I can really credit the NBA for. They've invested a tremendous amount of resources in actually uh, trying to prolong the the health of these players given the the venue and given the the magnitude of the games and the back-to-backs and the minutes they're very sensitized to this so it's something i can see just from my limited role um, that they've taken very seriously and they're really putting time effort and resources at trying to improve the health of these athletes and and, and maintain it over time and jeff tanaka is our guest he's the athletic head athletic trainer with the chicago bulls i'm steve cashel dr brian cole jeff before we let you go uh, i mentioned you had 10 seasons with the 49ers you also I did an internship with the Raiders back in 1994. Talk to us. Tell us how the the difference between working with the NFL players compared to the NBA players. Well, making the change was interesting because going from a roster of 60 to 70 players yeah. down to 15 was it was a little bit of a shock to the system and being able to spend a little bit more, so much more time with each guy. And the nature of the game is just they are quite different. I mean, injuries are injuries, but you're talking about a really compressed, high intensity. 16-game season in the NFL versus a seven-month, 82-game-plus season with basketball. The, the nature of some of the injuries are different, so I had to kind of recalibrate myself a little bit. And I think my first season, my question sometimes was, really, you can't play with that? But, you know, it is a marathon and not a sprint, and, and uh, you have to take that into consideration. Absolutely. And final question for you, um, do, you do you guys uh, as head athletic trainers for NBA teams get together a lot? Do you share information? I know Dr. Cole does some of that with, uh, with being the uh, team physicians. Yeah, a- absolutely, all the time. We, we rely on each other a lot. We're, you know, we're all close colleagues. We're all in this together. Uh, we all support each other. And so if, if things, something comes up, I have no problem reaching out to one of my colleagues with one of the other NBA teams or even one of the other teams still, you know, my colleagues in the NFL or, than some of the hockey guys and we all talk and and we you know we want to just do what's best for our athletes so we want to give them the best possible care so we'll we'll share you know ideas and you know have you seen this before what have you guys been doing with it um and the off season is you know a big time to do that there's a lot more time to kind of delve into some of those things um but yeah definitely we 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 definitely have a lot of communication between ourselves wonderful stuff keep us uh keep the team healthy all right good luck with uh the bulls in the off season here and looking forward to uh interesting nba draft and uh we'll go get you uh we'll see you again uh come fall can't wait all Thanks right for having me jeff tanaka head athletic trainer with the chicago bulls i'm steve cashel with dr brian cole this is sports medicine weekly back with more after these messages on espn radio Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this whole foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. 
That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art health care services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News & World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. Allosource's products help surgeons get their patients back into the game of life. Prochondrex, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore movement. To learn more about Prochondrex, visit Prochondrex.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. And we're back, Sports Medicine Weekly. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. I've been wanting to do this next topic. We're not going to spend a lot of time, but steam versus sauna. All right? I go to the gym, and there's a bunch of guys in the steam bath and a bunch of guys in sauna, and I'm thinking, which one do I want to go into? Are there any benefits? Do you do steam or sauna, Dr. Because I know you're a workout yeah, fiend. No, no, this is part of my triathlon. Steve. Do you have one at your house, that. by the way? No, I do a steam sauna whirlpool. That's my triathlon. Oh, I get you it. don't do that? No, that's no, good, okay. though. I like that. That's um, I, there's Very comical. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not certain there's any uh, true health benefit in, uh, in broad strokes, but I think for muscle soreness and things like that, it's certainly not generally part of our recovery strategy because, you know, used uh, improperly, it can lead to dehydration and so forth. But certainly moist heat in a steam and dry heat in a sauna might feel uh, better for certain types of things. And I imagine for when you're stuffed up and you have dry sinuses and things like that, moist heat is quite good. And um, and for muscle soreness, heat and moist heat can actually be quite good uh, rather than ice. Yeah, Dr. Harvey Simon of Harvard Men's Health Watch contends that there is little evidence that saunas and steam rooms have health benefits above and beyond relaxation. Um, spend a significant length of time in either environment. You'll sweat enough to make a difference on the scale, but the loss is all water weight. When you replenish your body's fluids, you'll be back where you started. Yeah, and Most, most like, people don't yeah. know that. Well, and then most likely that's the kind of fluid you should replace because that's an acute or sudden loss of fluid because you're basically sweating it out. So that's not weight loss. I think most people believe you go to the steam or sauna, especially the sauna, you'll lose weight. All right. Do you believe those, you know those little bands, those polyurethane bands you put around your, your belly, do you think those will make you lose weight? You know, the ones that make you sweat underneath it? You yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, that makes you lose weight, right? Yeah. No, remember remember no, growing up, no, they, remember the, they had the little I'm treadmill? Just, I'm testing you. No, I know. I know. I know. Obviously, I know where you're going with that. But do you remember those? <laughs> what little... about, I got another one for you. What right. about uh, the, the shake weight? You know, the little shake weight? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that classic? Or, or the belt that goes around with a little machine that goes your belt? That's what I was saying. That's yeah, a great yeah one. like the old treadmill thing, the right. belt that we were growing up in the 60s exercise. and 70s. Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> used to shake your belly. The modern day power plate. You put a band around your Oh, my goodness. And you shake it. But you don't do steam or sauna, do you? I might do it for relaxation. If I'm at if I go to a health club and I'm with a a buddy or something, or I've skied all day. I might do it. Just it actually does feel good to go in a, uh, in, a, in, a in a in a steam room for me after skiing all day. Okay, and that's for muscle soreness. I don't know if there's any long term therapeutic benefit, but it feels good. Yeah, very interesting stuff, though. Uh, one health advantage that can only be provided through the uh, wet heat of a steam room is an expectorant uh, effect, according to Dr. Doug Lins of Tri Health Pavilion. Wet heat 
thins and opens the mucous membranes in your body, including in your sinuses, throat, and lungs. If you suffer chronic congestion or sinus infections, a steam room can help loosen and clear the mucus from your nose, chest, and throat. So maybe right. a couple small benefits, but uh, don't think you're going to lose yeah. weight in one of those uh, uh, who'd, who'd machine, who'd uh, known, rooms, Steve? right? Who'd have known? Good stuff. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages on ESPN Radio. I've been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance scheduled me right away. No wait. Everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I looked forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art health care services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News and World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. That's one way to end up on injured reserve. So is falling off a ladder, lifting something heavy. Uh, Ow! That's not good. Or having an accident. At work. Uh-oh. Athletico helps all kinds of people come back from injured reserve. Schedule a free injury screening at athletico.com and find out how physical therapy can decrease pain and discomfort, increase strength and mobility, and help you get back to doing the things you love to do. Athletico Physical Therapy. Better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. And we're back on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. Our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Next question for you, Dr. Cole. How many times do you pick up and check your smartphone or cell phone each day? I mean, I don't think I'm much different than anyone else, but A, the answer is too much. Actually, is there a number you can comprehend? No, it's, it's, it's too much to count. But I would say this. What I tried to do is I actually got the, the iWatch, the Apple Watch, in an effort to do seconds. I don't ever want to do that in a room with a patient, for example. So I thought that I would use it, you know, just like in You're like a Dick Tracy way. then, guy. Yeah, right? but that doesn't work. So I try never to do it in the office in a patient room, I, I will never do that. In fact, I try, I'll you know I'll turn my phone on silent because there's nothing more rude than your phone going off when you're talking to a patient. Um, at least that's what I would think if I was a patient. But um, give me a know, number though. Do you well, think it's I don't know. Do you think it's, it's thirty, forty, fifty, sixty times? I, actually, I don't know. I, all I know is I try to compartmentalize the times that I shouldn't do it. So if I'm putting my daughter to bed, I leave it in the other room. If I, I'm talking to one of my kids, I try not to do that because those are really limited times. But Unfortunately, it's whenever I'm not doing that stuff, it's probably always at my side. But I don't, I don't keep um, notifications on. That would just annoy the, the, the Jesus. Out yeah, of me. I agree. But I there's agree. people, you know, their phones are beeping or buzzing. It would just drive me nuts. So I, I don't. Even though I'm pretty responsive, the last thing I want to do is respond to everything as it comes in. Yeah. And it's actually something you got to teach your kids because they get... Well, last, last night I'm driving with my 12-year-old, and he's got a flash that goes off when yeah. he gets an update. He's got ESPN, he follows the White Sox yeah. and everything, the NBA. And it's, I'm thinking there, there's cops behind me. I'm going, what is that flash? He said, oh, that's an update. I said, no. Right, you got to get it yeah. before it happens. I said, turn yeah. the flash off yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, so, no. by the way, a recent study 
was done, Dr. Cole, finding that Americans collectively check their cell phones 8 billion times per day, with an average American doing it 46 times per day. So 46 yeah, times the magic number. That, I, could, I could see that. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I think no, I do I it more. And, you know? and, and, then, and then there's the risk of injury where you're not looking where you're going. And yeah. You ever done that? Yes. Yeah, I, I once, hate it. Yeah, I, I, I try to put it away. I mean, really, right. you know. I once slipped off a step when I wasn't looking because I was looking at my phone. Yeah, slipped off a yeah. step and landed right on my back. Oh, my goodness. It's <laughs> dangerous. It really is. Well, let's yeah. talk a little bit more about cell phone overuse. And also, Dr. Cole said, talk about injuries. Well, how about the injuries because of cell phone overuse? Let's bring our next guest from Athletico. They do a marvelous job, of course. Amy Kiesler is with us. She is an occupational hand therapist. Over 20 years of experience treating patients with upper extremity injuries. She's at Athletico's team at the Naperville Freedom Drive a Clinic. And, Amy, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thank you for having me. So first question for you, Amy. Is a particular age group at risk for developing cell phone overuse injuries? We're finding that in our clinics, the people we see the most with this are someone, I hate to say this, over the age of 40 who are already developing things like arthritic changes in their hands that this, this exacerbates those symptoms or people who have listed poor posture over time. Yeah, so what? So is it like CMC arthritis? And I'll explain what it is, but CMC arthritis, is that one of those things in the thumb, the base of the thumb? Right. Yeah. Is the most the, common. Is that, it, probably it, it's the most common. Right. So just to be clear, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, so it's not that it's caused by it. What do you it's call just, it? C- all right. Let's, so CMC arthritis is very common in women, uh, less common in men. It's right at the base of your thumb, where okay. your sort of thumb joins your, your the palm of your hand, and it's one of the most commonly arth- uh, involved joints that is arthritic in nature, and it can, it's you know very treatable with splints and injections and occupational therapy and things of that nature, but it's one of the most common joints probably that results in surgery, and uh, specifically in women more than men. So the the, the take home though, and you'll tell me if you disagree. It's not necessarily that it's causing the arthritis, but who knows? It might. Uh, but it's that if you've got that arthritis, doing that maneuver with your thumb, I imagine, is that the idea where you're you know, sort of flexing your thumb in, at a certain angle and you're pressing and pressing and pressing that is bringing about Correct. symptoms on an arthritic joint? Is there any data that shows that, it's, that you know that it's caused or you just see a lot of people get this aggravated by using the phone? I have not seen anything that shows that it causes arthritic changes. That I just tend to see it more in people who already have arthritic changes, that, that repetitive use of the thumb. Yeah they end up with more pain. Yeah, precisely. Busy with Amy Kiesler from Athletico. She is an occupational hand therapist talking about cell phone overuse and its effect on the hand. This is a serious subject. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. And uh, Amy, next question for you. Um, is there a certain cell phone technique that people may want to consider to reduce the likelihood of injury? Yeah, keep it on your desk. You set it down. <laughs> you still use besides, it. Right? That's, yeah, besides that is, That's my first tip is take a break. Yeah. That's number yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. So what can you do? What can you do to reduce risk? We, we, we encourage people to take breaks. We also encourage people to switch hands. People who are a little older tend to be more hand, one hand dominant than the other. So making sure you're using both hands and taking breaks and then using less pressure, with, especially with the thumb, which technology has helped us with. We don't need to push down as hard. And then, again, focusing on your posture. I mean, isn't it, don't you even find it somewhat disturbing that we're having this conversation, you know, when you think where we are right now? I don't know how old you are, but certainly it wasn't right. long ago when we didn't have anything like this. And now the kids kids can't believe it when I tell them, what, you had no cell phones or no computers? How'd you live? Right. Now, when you go on vacation, the first thing is, is there going to be internet there? Yeah, exactly. But I guess, but the point is that it wasn't that long ago we didn't have anything like this. And now it's pretty much an attachment to virtually every human being, you know? It's amazing. It really is. And and, Amy, you're seeing people come into Athletico with these uh, cell phone overuse injuries? We are. We don't, we see some of them. And also what we've had is we do the free injury screens at Athletico and I've had parents bring in their children to help them with their posture, to help correct them and give them some information. Because if it's a phone, if it's a tablet, you're seeing all this rounded forward posture 
with these children and kind of correcting that behavior early and, and trying to give them the tools to do that. Wow. And Dr. Cole, have you seen it lead to an increase in joint and tendon problems at your practice? You know, I don't, honestly, it's just not my space. I mean, I, I'd have to ask my hand and wrist partners. You got, okay. you know, John Fernandez and Mark Cohn and uh, Rob Wysocki. Um, I, I just, I don't see it because it's not my thing. I can, it's funny. I remember when the rolly bags became really common and maybe you can even speak to this. When rolly bags became common, I got interviewed by NBC for elbow injuries related to rolling bags and how you should pull the bag in a different way. Like, I knew a lot about that, you know. But it was like right yeah. when they came out and everyone had a rolling bag in the airport. Obviously, now they're, you know, like cell phones. Everyone's got them. Exactly. But, but that there, were, there was a uh, barrage of injuries to the elbow, hyperextension injuries, tendonitis, things like that from rolling these bags. Really? So, I had yeah, so there's I, I still this piece is still on my website. It's, it's, a, it's kind of a silly piece, but I'm um, trying, you know, inventing something out of nothing, I guess. But at that time, it was some... Uh, presumed epidemic of elbow injuries from rolling bags. Well, before we let Amy go, we're visiting again with Amy Kiesler from Athletico out of the Naperville facility on Freedom Drive. Uh, Amy, uh, a former, I know, former patient of yours, Frank Thomas from the uh, Chicago White Sox, uh, and uh, he recognized Amy during his speech for induction of the Baseball Hall of Fame, thanking Amy for the rehab she performed on him that enabled him to return to baseball after a significant injury. How'd that go, Amy? Oh, it was good. It was great. I mean, he's a hardworking guy and unfortunately had a really tough injury, but did great. And that was a uh, injury we can talk about on radio? I, I believe, yes. If, after he's talked about it on TV, I think we're okay. There you go, right? He's retired now. Was it a triceps injury? He did, yep. Diving for a ball at first base. Wow. And how did you, uh, you work with him? Take us through that. Uh, well, Herm Schneider brought him out to us because he lived out near our clinic. And so introduced us, and he did not have very – he didn't have much motion in his elbow when we got him. And through a lot of hard work, through Frank, definitely from Frank and Herm and the team there, um, we got him back to – Full, full go there, and he, he won his ring after that, actually. Fantastic. You know, I've got a sidebar question for you. Um, a young uh, man on our uh, kids' baseball team has a uh, stress fracture in his uh, – Dr. Colton, if I'm saying this right – stress fracture in his growth plate in his shoulder. Yeah, it's okay. a thrower's throw shoulder. For, it's a you know, little eager shoulder. Yeah, would, would they – what do you suggest then for a physical therapy, you know, post-injury um, you know, for something like that? Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's basically like an inflammation of the growth plate, and it's typically like, like you know, no surprise, overuse. And, you know, it's often throwing, throwing beyond what they either should be or what they can tolerate. Even if they're within the guidelines, there's some kids who just don't tolerate it or they're not doing proper warm-up to throw and so forth. Uh, so that being said, it's rest. I mean, it's like a fracture almost where the growth plate gets really irritated and it's painful. Yeah. And, um, you know, they almost always heal, but it's not one of those things that you throw through, you throw to it. Do you follow me? Yeah, so but is there you, physical therapy well, like athletical that you can do? Yeah, you, there can be because they often get associated muscle weakness, shoulder blade or scapular weakness, and muscle dysfunction and internal rotation loss across the shoulder that probably adds the force across it. So I would say physical therapy is probably particularly useful for some of these young throwers. Amy, you see that as well for, for an injury like that? You know, that one is not as common as a lot of the injuries we see with the elbows with, over, with throwers, but right. they, they do come in. And what do you do for the throwers that do come in with the elbow injuries? Well, rest is, is a key. Yeah. So yeah. A, lot, a lot of stretching and then slowly building them back up and getting them strengthened and strengthening the muscles around that, which is something that kind of gets left out a lot. Yeah. I, I, have a, I have a son right now, baseball player with an injury. Yeah, I mean, whenever we talk, how old is your son? He's 11. Yeah, I mean, so in that age group, the things we see are either little eager shoulder, little eager's elbow, which are basically the difference between an adult and a kid is their growth plates are open. So they don't get ligament injuries. So you rarely see, a, for example, a Tommy John problem in a, in a kid that age, hardly ever do. But you see bony, uh, almost like bony fractures. You know, their, their, their growth plates don't, are not fused. So the piece of bone, the small piece of bone where all these tendons and ligaments attach to yeah. remains mobile and painful. So I've had actually a run of these. I've had three of these in the last month, uh, kids with these large fragments of bone that are long-standing. They have to be fixed with screws. So uh, I've never had it in the shoulder, 
where it has to be fixed. But I've had it in the elbow uh, many, many times. So it's something that has to be respected. So that's that's something if you're a parent out there who's dealing with a, a little eager, when they get that kind of elbow pain, it's not something you generally want to throw through. You want that to get better. Okay, because I was just at the, one of my son's games last night, and I had at least three people come up to me saying, I enjoy sports medicine weekly, and thanks so much when you talk about the Little League injuries, because you know, these are all Little League players we're yeah, playing with, and they, they love yeah. this stuff because they didn't yeah. know that you could ice a 10-year-old's elbow. They're like, oh, I'm glad you guys right. told me that, you know, um, that's what we should do for 20 minutes. So, yeah, always uh, good information from Dr. Cole. Amy, thanks so much. Uh, really appreciate you joining us, a topic that we had not talked about before, the cell phone overuse. People are going to go, really? But uh, its effect on the hand and the, uh, the increase in joint and tendon problems Something we got to keep an eye on. And congratulations again with your your great success with uh, the Hall of Famer Frank Thomas and speaks for itself and your work with Athletico. So you take care. We'll hopefully see you soon. Thank you. That's Amy Kiesler from Athletico. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. Back with more of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, after this on ESPN Radio. Allosource's products help surgeons get their patients back into the game of life. Prochondrex, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore movement. To learn more about Prochondrex, visit Prochondrex.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. I've been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance scheduled me right away. No wait. Everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical Physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. That's all the time we have for this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger, our board operator and producer, Felix Reyes, as well as David Cole for operating our website and doing our business side of Sports Medicine Weekly. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel. Thanks for listening. Talk with you again next Saturday at 830 for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, only on ESPN Radio. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. 